summertime in Payne County. I'm Father Brian O'Brien. Welcome to another episode of Pastors of Payne. Um, last week was uh, the Associate Pastors of Payne. Uh, I don't know if you guys listened to that one, but it was uh, Father James Porter and Father Robert Healy ripping on their pastors. Uh, I'm just kidding. They didn't. They're good guys. Uh, but anyway, we're going to miss Father Porter. He moves out this week. What a total bummer. What a total bummer. But anyway, he's off to the University of Tulsa, and that will be good. Um, uh, a few weeks ago, I interviewed uh, Adrian Manessis, who's our, our, one of our summer seminarians. Well, today, we are extremely privileged to have yet another, not just summer seminarian, all year long, David Newmeyer. Howdy. Love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so David and I, we go back two years. I think so. Sounds about right. When I was on the seminary board, I used to interview guys who were coming to the seminary. Mm-hmm. And so one day I get an email from Father Michael Pratt, vocation director at the time, and still vocation director for about a week. And then Father Zui takes over. And it was, we got this guy, David Newmeyer. he needs to interview, and we exchanged a few emails. You came to Stillwater, so you've actually been here. Mm-hmm before. And then we interviewed you for the seminary and then you were accepted. Yeah. And now you've been a seminary for two whole years. Yeah. So we are reunited. Yes. After that ever so brief hour long. I think I always thought my interview was like the easiest. Was it the easiest? Uh, probably among them. None among the among them. Because you interview, you got to interview, like, I don't know, like seven times, eight times. Yeah, anyway. it's like six interviews, and honestly, none of them are very tough. No, I mean, it's not. If you're, if you're like, no, yeah, if you know yourself and you're confident in yourself. Okay, so David is going to be with us again, not only for the whole summer, but the whole year. How did that, tell us how that came about, and then we'll dive into the life of David Newmeyer and let uh, everybody get to know him. So I, I've elected to do a pastoral year this year. Okay, so your call. You were yeah. like, I got to yeah. I gotta take a break from, yeah, from academics. academics. Yep. Uh, I've been in like honors programs ever since I came back to the States. And so a lot of my time has just been spent doing things that are, you know, above my pay grade for whatever that <laughs> whatever is Whatever your pay grade is. <laughs> as a seminarian, not very much. Yeah. Uh, or even as like a student. Yeah. Uh, you know, You've been working hard. I've been working hard like my yeah. whole life. Finished my bachelor's degree uh, in three and a half years, and then I got my master's in Catholic philosophical and philosophical studies in a year and a half. And so I'm at the point where like my brain is just really like you're full. I'm full. I'm tired. Yeah. Like yeah. I needed a, a break from the academics uh, to kind of look at what the priest life looks like. Uh, yeah, because in the priest life, there is ac- it is academic mm-hmm. in nature, but not all the time. Yeah. Whereas your life for the last yeah. 10 years yeah. have been... Okay, how old are you? I am 22. Right on. That's amazing. Okay, so we're going to talk... Uh, t- let's talk about where you're from. Where were you born? Michigan. Oh, really? Yes. I don't think... I did not know that. I thought you were going to say Tulsa, Broken no, Arrow. No, not okay, quite. Okay, how did that happen? What was, uh, what was your family doing? Well, my parents met at Michigan State University. They did. Um, okay. See, we're learning all kinds of things already. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then I was born uh, in, we lived in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Um, I would do the hand mitten thing, but I don't think people but it's on the on podcast the ra- we're are on the radio. It, yeah. So. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then after that, uh, you know, I lived there for four and a half years before we moved to Shanghai, China. 
Um, and I lived there for five and a half years, and then I came to Oklahoma. Michigan, China, Oklahoma. Yep. That's wild. What did your parents do for a living that uh, put you in so many places? It was it was honestly just my dad's work. He worked for a company called Vistion at the time. He's a spy? No. Oh. Okay. What uh, does Vistion do? What do they... Uh, they m- I think they were like car part distribution. Oh, yeah. So there's I a factory under- in China? Yeah. Okay. And I think he was like uh, the director of distribution for okay. Asia or something like that. Wow. Oh, no. I was 10. I don't really care yeah. too much to ask. What was it like? So, I mean, you, from like 5 to 10, you lived in China. Mm-hmm. What's that about? What's that like? Uh, it was actually, it, it was very interesting for me uh, growing up in a different culture. Sure. Um, and, but like a lot of it too was a lot of the Americans all lived kind of near each other. And so like if I wanted to go see my friends from school, it was really just like cool. I'd just basically just walk like maybe 12 houses down oh, tops. It's convenient. Um, or sometimes it would be all the way across the neighborhood. Whatever. Um, point is, is I could walk there very reasonably and I was able to be very independent. Like I would able, I was able to walk a couple blocks uh, to go buy video games or whatever. Yeah. Um, no so you problem. went to an American school. I went to an international school. Okay. Um, English speaking. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, but do you speak Chinese? Well, Chinese was one. Oh, don't don't insult me on the air. I'll you're not allowed to, like you're not allowed to swear on, didn't, on the podcast. Swear. Jeez, David. Um, how like how how uh, how fluent? How can you celebrate mass in Chinese? Absolutely not. Dang it. All right. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll work on that. I I have I mean I, I what I don't know what like what grade are you a first grader in Chinese or you're a you're uh, a you know what are you it, It's it's hard to say cuz I haven't really been able to practice it in a couple of years. Um at your I mean, height at your height of Chinese speaking. At my height I was probably at like an 8th grade level maybe. Okay, good. Wow, good for you. So that's wild. Yeah. All right, so at at the age of 10, then you you pack up. Mhm. And you moved back, and you moved from China. Mm-hmm. Where'd you live in China? Shanghai. Okay, that's like big. That's a big city. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you pack up and you move to Broken Arrow. Uh, yeah. Tulsa. <laughs> big change. Yeah. Big change. Dang. Um, so your family is mom and dad. Mm-hmm. You got a brother. I have two older brothers. Two older brothers. Okay. One of whom went to oh, uh, Oklahoma State. <gasps> Go Pokes. Indeed. Wow. When did he graduate? Uh, how old? How old is he? You're 22. Yeah, he graduated in 2018, and wow. I know that because he and I shared both our. Uh, he graduated high school when I graduated middle school. Got it. And then oh, and then and it shifted over to him graduating from okay uh, college when I was graduating high school. Right on. So so you got you so you've been to Stillwater. I mean you've, yeah, you visited yeah. him. You. Been okay. to quite a few Oklahoma State games. Yeah, went to a Bedlam game at OU because I got because our next door neighbor had like sweet tickets to oh, OU. And that's so awesome. We got to go. So you're okay. You're you're kind of in here. We you're one of us. Mm-hmm. I I do have a lot of OSU gear, but I've been told to anticipate more. We'll get you more. <laughs> that's uh, who told you that? Uh, that's Father so Pratt and uh, Kyle. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, we'll get you. Yeah, we'll get you some more. We got a lot of coaches around here. They throw they throw gear at us. Okay, so you're ten. You move mm-hmm. back to Tulsa, and then you lived in Tulsa till yeah until college. I, yeah. yeah, until I went to the University of Missouri. Okay, uh, right on. Okay, let's go back to high school because you okay. went to a very interesting high school. Yeah, I went. So to I home. used to run. I used to run Bishop Kelly High School. So I wanted all the Catholic kids to come to Bishop Kelly. I was on a mission. Um, but you went. 
So you went to Holland Hall. Yes. Which is an epi- like an Episcopal. Yeah. What? Tell us about that. What was that like? Um, so I always I have great respect for Holland Hall. They yeah. I've, I've been there many times. I know their headmaster. I know some teachers there, and yeah, yeah. Um, it's a cool place. So I went to Holland Hall because both my other brothers went there, um, and that precedent was set by my brother Josh when we moved to um, to Oklahoma in, in like 2010. Uh, my parents took him around to a bunch of different like high schools, and um, he ended up liking Holland Hall the best. We didn't know about Casha Hall, um, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but it's my okay. brother Josh did not like Bishop he Kelly. He didn't like it? He did not like Bishop Kelly when he visited it. Uh, what year was that? 2010. Uh, I was just getting started. Okay. Um, All right. No offense. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I just I followed their precedent after um, two years at Jinx. So if Josh would have liked his visit to Bishop Kelly... I probably would have been to Bishop We Kelly. would have met when you were in high school. Uh, my life is impoverished. I didn't, know, I didn't know you earlier, David. Dang it. Okay, so you go to Holland Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, Holland Hall has a great, a great academic reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that prepared you well for yep. college. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went to University of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why didn't you go to OSU? Everyone wants to know. Uh well, even though my brother Josh went to OSU, you did uh, not follow his footsteps. I did not follow that, his footsteps that there, way because uh, I wanted to do journalism. Yes. Um, so Mizzou has top notch. Yep. Top-notch they are journalism. considered uh, one of, if not the best, journalism school yeah. in the country. Yeah. Um, I've never seen them below the third position on any ranking. Wow. Um, and they're normally one or two. And you knew that in high school. Yeah, I knew that in high were, school. You were researching that. What was the draw to journalism? Uh, well, I like to write, even if I'm not always great at it. Um, and so I was like, well, who needs a degree in creative writing? I can get a job with journalism. Journalism, yeah, affords yeah, better uh, openings. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'll get a degree in journalism, and then I will uh, use my free time to write. And then in the journalism school, I realized I'm not going to have free time. (laughs) You thought you did. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Uh, So then, so you you are, you're like a legit writer. Yeah. Uh, Like you, I'm going to, I'm going to do like David's PR work here. Um, (laughs) But David uh, has written a book. That is true. Tell us about that. This has uh-huh. not happened very often. I don't know that we've ever had an author on the show in 200-plus episodes. Anyway, tell us about that. Um, so this, it, it's a book that actually originally started as a prequel. So back in high school, I started writing this book called Guardians of Aranor. And I was basing it on like, my adventures with my older brother in this video game that we played together. But like just adapting it to like a fantasy setting just so I'm not ripping straight from the game. Um, and I was like... But this story is boring. I don't like these characters. But what is more interesting are the characters that came before them. And so, <laughs> that, yeah, that's how um, prequels work. Yeah, and so I ended up and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go write the prequel. Um, got like 30 pages in, and then like high school hit harder, and it was hard for me to do anything. And then my sophomore year of college, I finally had time, and I ended up finishing that draft, and it was around like 200 pages or something like that in Google Docs. Wow. Um, and so the book is called Guardians of Aranor Rebirth. Um, and you can find that on Amazon. Paperback copies coming out uh, August fourth. Hardbacks are available right now. Um, this is like a legit book. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, I have I have a proof copy upstairs because uh, I I sold all the physical copies that I had uh, while I was at. So you're like making bank off of this or what? Oh, absolutely not. I spent okay. way more money trying to just oh, get them, <laughs> <laughs> trying to just get it published. Um, That's funny. So you know if you want to support. When me. is the movie coming out? Uh, I have not gotten contacted for a movie Dang deal. It. All right, all you movie producers, let's go. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll just put some together on a small YouTube channel. Oh, dang. All right, Just David. Grab some super, sticks and pretend like something's happening. So check them out. Check them out on Amazon. Yeah. Okay, so then you're in college, mm-hmm. and you had, a, you had a good experience of Catholicism at Mizzou. Very much so. Tell us about that. Because um, that's something, I mean, that's obviously something we want to have here in Stillwater at St. John's and mm-hmm. OSU, and that's, I mean, that's what Father Carey does all day. So, uh, you know, growing up, going to an Episcopalian high school, uh, it was, like, difficult to see Catholicism on a regular basis and, like, does a Catholic person act and behave normal? Um, yeah. And, like, at St. Benedict's, my home parish, it was, like, I really only saw these people on Sundays. I didn't really see them very often. And the ones who were involved and on fire with their faith, I considered kind of weird yeah. at the time. Like Kira Ziola. Yeah, who, I, are, are you? So this is actually she, very. We met in the office. This is very funny. So Kira, who's our youth minister, and then we have another prisoner named Jasmine Gavami, who's very active, daily mass goer, awesome, and they all they grew up at St. Benedict's, and so somebody had one of them had like a picture of the program, of their high school confirmation. Anyway, and there's David Newmeyer, so you and Kira and Jasmine were all confirmed. Yep, I don't know if it mass. was in the same mass or the same weekend or anyway, that's kind of that's kind of cool. And now we're all reunited. Here we mm-hmm. are. Um, okay, so high yeah, so high school you were Catholic, yeah, but, but not but not like it was like a Sunday only kind of thing. Not like you know, yeah. I, I would pray the Rosary and Divine Mercy Chaplain on occasion because like my grandma. Um, but then when I got to college, I was like, okay, I need connections, um, and so I was like, well. Newman Center is probably a good place to start. There are Catholic people there. I can connect to them on that, uh, and hopefully it won't be too weird. Um, and I met people there, and I met, for the first time in my life, people who are normal Catholics. Yeah. But still, like, on fire with the faith. Yeah. And so um, they were, like, constantly inviting me to things. They had a deep, like, personal understanding of themselves and uh, what their relationship with God was. Like, there was a lot of, like, juniors and seniors who have, who had been there for a couple of years, and they were doing a very good job of inviting me um, and so then I became a very central part of that community, I would, I would say. Wow. Um, who were the priests? Was it an order or a diocesan priests? For the first two years, we had the Dominican order there. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And then after that, it was a diocesan order. Uh, weird thing about our Newman Center there, though, is that for the four years I was there, we only we didn't have any pews. It was all chairs and no kneelers. Oh, and did you you knelt but no kneelers? Yeah, you, I I knelt, uh, but a lot of people just stood. Yeah, a lot of there the, were no a kneelers. lot of those students would kneel, um, but like the regular parishioners from the area wouldn't. Um, oh, and because there were no kneelers, because there were no kneelers, they were and, protesting, and they were older. Oh, okay, um, and it, it was one of those things where it was like, well, they we took the kneelers out because we didn't want old people falling down and not being able to get back up, and I was like. What? <laughs> Every Catholic church has kneelers. <laughs> like, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. Did, but did you did you eventually get kneelers? Um, I, I've, I've gone back 
toured through Columbia, Missouri again. And uh, the diocesan priests who are there now, Father Dan, got to give him a shout out for managing to get pews and kneelers in there, and they are very nice. All right. Well done, Father Dan. Yeah. Good work, my brother. Excellent. Okay, so then when does priesthood, when does that start so creeping in? Um, or did it come rushing in? There, there had been a lot of times in my life uh, where I had been like considering the priesthood before. Um, you know, when I was a really little kid, uh, I played mass like once with my friend, <laughs> um, and we did it actually in an attempt to get out of going to Sunday mass. <laughs> like, can't we just stay home and do it? it? Yeah, can't we just stay home and do it? Like, here's a kitchen table, here's some bread from the kitchen. Like, what, what's wrong? Like, what's the difference? Um, and just picked like three random readings from the Bible. We didn't even know what the connections were, or that there was the a Levitical law. <laughs> yeah. Why you can't eat shellfish? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and so like that, that's probably like the earliest, like noticeable, a part little of seed, a little yeah. seed. Yeah. Um, and then my grandma and I would pray together and she and I would talk about uh, religion a lot. Like she got me my first missile and, um, I enjoyed following along in mass. Yeah. Um, and then I got to high school and father Joe Townsend. Some, yeah. of, some of y'all here. Yeah. Know yeah. Him. Former St. John's pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw me after mass one day, and keep in mind, like my family, when I was in high school, not really a family that like stayed around after mass or came beforehand sure, or sure. was involved at all. Like I never went to any youth group things there. Um, like he was, he just looked at me and was, "You would be a good priest," and um, and then I was like, "Yeah, my grandma has said the same thing." And he said, "Well, that's a good sign." That um, is a good sign. And uh, and then after that, I started talking to Father Pratt, um, and I consider myself one of his. You know, slower burns because it took him about four <laughs> years to get me to agree. Oh, because that was in high—that was, <laughs> that was in, in high, high school, school and, and then yeah, like you joined <laughs> after college graduation. Yeah, that is a slow burn, <laughs> man. I think it was me and Marcus were about that same the patience. Like, yeah, <laughs> like four that's years. Right. Yeah, um, and so like you know, Father Pratt hands me this book to save a thousand souls, and I never touched it um, until after I had actually already agreed to apply to be a seminarian. And then I read it, and I was like, oh wait, that's cool. I should have read that four <laughs> years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there was actually an interesting line in there. Um, I think that's worth mentioning is, um, there's a line, it's like in the introduction, it's like men will often have to give up something that they desired a career in like engineering or journalism in order is to, is that right? It, so to it, save a thousand to souls is yeah, yeah, this book, uh, there's a priest, father Brett Brand is a priest from Georgia who wrote a book for young men who were mm-hmm. thinking about the priesthood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we give it, we give it away a lot. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. And you know, as someone who was in the journalism field, I went, okay, engineering, you know, that's covering your bases. Like, all my male friends are, like, in engineering. Yeah, lots of those. Yeah, lots of males in engineering. Like, that's, you're just covering your butt there. Um, but then I was like, journalism, that's female-dominated. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, probably, like, 70-30. Is that right? It It's, like, I barely saw any guys in my classes. Um, and so I was like, that felt a little bit more targeted. That was he's um, coming at you. Yeah. Um but again that was after that was already after I you were you were already already <laughs> I was already on track and but that was like a like a nice kind of like confirmation moment uh of that. So um, you applied with us that was your senior year of college. Uh I started my application uh in the spring semester of my third year. Okay. Cuz um, you finished in three and a half. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, nice. Okay, so then you leave, you graduate, and then you go off. I go right to St. Myrid. 
to seminary. Tell yep. us about St. Mindred, my beloved alma mater. Uh, it's in the middle of nowhere, and it's wonderful for it. That's exactly what Adrian said. Adrian, <laughs> hasn't he hasn't really been there yet, but he was like, I'm very excited to be out in the country with no distractions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so uh, I have to admit, uh, when I first heard I was going to St. Mindred, I was admittedly a little bit disappointed because I was like, I want to go to the one in St. Louis because then I'm just two hours from my friends and I can just go visit them whenever. I thought the same, the exact same thing mm -hmm. when I went. I yeah. was like, what? I could go to... At that time, we were using New Orleans, mm. we were using St. Louis, and we were using Rome. And I was like, I would go to any of those. Mm -hmm. Oh, here. Let's go to rural southern Indiana. I was like... <laughs> anyway, but I loved it. Go uh, ahead. So anyways, what? So... And I didn't realize, like, how sick I was of, like, city life until, like, my last semester at Mizzou. Um, and, like, that's not even, like, a big city. Yeah, it's Columbia, I mean, I think it has some Stillwater yeah. vibes. Um, I think it's a little bit bigger than Stillwater. Yeah, yeah. But it's, because it's really close to Jefferson City, it's, like, half an hour away. And so you get a lot of people who work in Jefferson City sure, living in Columbia. Sure. Um, and so I just... I. I was just sick of like living in the city and there's just so much going on, like everything being in walking distance, but still having to drive everywhere. I was like, that's just annoying. Um, and I ended up driving over to St. Minerid in January, crested the hill right by the guest house. Yep. And I went, Oh, this is perfect. Let's go. And, I was, yeah. and it was like, it was already getting dark and I couldn't even see much, but I was like, this is perfect. There's nothing around. Yep. There's just, Helps you pray. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nice being in nature. Uh, I love the formation staff there, too. They're very Good kind people. and welcoming. Yep. So for the last two years, mm -hmm. you have been... So in the seminary world, your first two years are uh, f philosophical yep. studies. That's been easy, hard, fun, not uh, fun? Fun for some of it, less fun <laughs> for other parts. Um like, I really enjoyed, like, the Ethics of Natural Law course and the um, Philosophy of Nature and Man course. Um, and also, I think, uh, Medieval Philosophy and Modern. Um, uh, and then I also, the class was called Contemporary Philosophy, but it really should have been called Phenomenology because yeah. that's all we did in it. Yep. Um, but Phenomenology is, I, I found that very Tell interesting. Tell everyone what Phenomenology is. Uh, it's the... It's about experiencing experience. Um, and so it. I would think it would take too long to elaborate on it beyond that here. So uh, go read. Uh, go Google. Yeah, go, go Google it. Read the Wikipedia page. Uh, I was trying to remember the name of the book that we had. There was a really interesting short introduction that was, I thought, very good. I think it's actually just called Phenomenology, and it's, uh, I don't remember who. All right, check it. that out. After you, after you uh, check out David's book, yeah, we get another plug in there for yeah, <laughs> for Guardians of Aranor. That's A R A N O R. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, so you, so you've done two years of philosophy, mm -hmm. uh, and then when? How did? When did? When did you come to the point where like, all right, I gotta, I gotta take a break. Uh, I actually hit that point uh, after. My first semester. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, I was... So you've kind of... I mean, you've had this this break yeah. kind of on your mind yeah. for a while. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's it's because, you know, I've just been in honors programs and stuff, finishing my bachelor's degree early and then getting a master's, like anticipating getting a master's. 
It was like, I'm already tired. Like my brain hurts. Um, and so, yeah. Okay. I, I had been wow. I had been anticipating it, and uh, I had some losses in January as well, right as I started seminary, and um, so that didn't really contribute to uh, me wanting. Yeah, to I be mean, de- deaths in the family. Yeah, yeah, that were hard. Yeah, yeah, and that does. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it adds to that, and then you're kind of, you know, you're trying to like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. mourning a loss, and you're playing catch up, and, and also trying to, yeah, to study and. Mm-hmm. Okay, in our in our last few minutes, tell me about uh, work, about being here. What do you, I mean, you and I have kind of talked a little bit about what you hope to kind of tell the people, what you, what, what, what's your kind of hopes and dreams for this year? Um, well, one thing is I, also, I do hope to read more, but more concerning the parish, um, I, I hope to be involved in a lot more like hospital, prison, mm-hmm. uh, like visiting people at their homes. We got all that. Um and being involved in a parish where people are actually going to be able to recognize me, like at least some parishioners. Um, Cause like last summer I was still taking a makeup class over the summer. Oh, what was I, your, where were you last summer? Uh, Christ the King. Okay. And so I didn't really feel like I had a great yeah. opportunity to really get to know the parish very yep. well. I maybe went to one or two parish events and really you just see the same people there who sure. are there all the time. Well, I'll tell you here, I mean, we're, we're now at a point where we've had, since we built the rectory and now have space to, we, I mean, we, there are seminarians here kind of all, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I think people really have their, in, in a good way. I mean, they, they're, they're looking out for seminarians who, you know, who's coming, who are we getting, mm-hmm. what's he like, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I think you'll find, I mean, you've been here a little while now, but like you'll find uh, people are very interested in you. Where you're from? What are you doing? Where'd you go to school? You know that that kind of. And then I think too that there's a it, there's a supportiveness here of we want yeah we want David to be happy. Mm-hmm. We want we want to help him in his discernment. And if that's you know ultimately towards the priesthood, then awesome. Anyway, I think you'll yeah. I think you'll like it here. I think I will. But we are gonna do we're gonna do some cool stuff. Um, so I mean David and and Adrian too are. Uh, getting involved in Vacation Bible School and getting involved in Totus Tuus and Steubenville and obviously like serving Mass, mm-hmm. so I've been getting some like some of that liturgical training. Mm-hmm. And then the part that a lot of parishioners don't see is meet like a lot of meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know parish finances and how, you know we just got a bid. For example, you don't know this yet, but like to like do some painting around the building. We've been in the church five years and now there's some wear and tear. Like, how does that come about? Do we just hire a painter? No, it's kind of a process of mm-hmm. of getting bids and picking the right one and then they come and you schedule it. Anyway, those kinds of things that like priests have to, you know, deal with and do. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to get a lot of that. Uh, and then what's cool is you get to spend some time with Father Healy. You get, you get to know Adrian better, mm-hmm. uh, which will be kind of cool that you guys are here together. And then Father Carey will be back in early August. You'll get some experience of uh, college ministry. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. What are you, like, afraid of? Uh, like, oh, boy, that's going to be hard or weird. I don't know. That's, that's kind of tricky. Um, like you had said, like, hosp- like hospital and, and, like, prison ministry yeah. and stuff like that would be new yeah. to you. Uh, yeah, we'll throw we we'll throw you in the deep end on that one. Yeah, fair enough. That's, um, how, that's how we roll. Yeah, I, I've been interested in like 
going to do prison ministry because I've I've never seen it done before. Sure. Um, and then it was like a hospital ministry. It's a little bit of the same. I've been to Port of Chile in Tulsa, the, the yeah. home for the dying. Uh-huh. And, um, that was a that was an interesting engagement. Uh, two years ago, my first year doing it. Yeah. And then last year is the deaths were a little too near, and so I sure. had a really oh sure I get so. you. Yeah, so, so so a lot of that pastoral experience, and that's obviously a big part. Academics mm-hmm. are a big part of being a priest, but that pastoral side, mm-hmm. marriage preparation, and kind of all that. So anyway, yeah. David, he'll, he'll David will get a chance to see all that uh, up close yeah. and personal. How's your Spanish? Puedo hablar un poco español. Your dad, I talked to your dad after the ordination the other day. He said your Spanish is better than you think. That's probably correct. Because I can understand, I think a lot more than oh, I Oh, let's to speak. go! That's going to be awesome. Um, like I can read something. Like there was like a word among us in Spanish or something like uh-huh. that in the back chapel, and I went, "Oh, the Lord is my shepherd." And it's like the yeah. El Señor es mi pastor. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. the Lord is my shepherd." And I was like, See, "It's just it. it's just gathering information." But that'll be a big part uh, of just yeah, kind of getting uh, language. You know, so, mm-hmm. so you, uh, you already speak a little Chinese, and mm-hmm. obviously you speak English, and we'll get some. Spanish going. I got Duolingo. That'll help you. And we're going to go to people's houses and sit with their sit with them for two hours and talk only in Spanish. That'll, That'll be it. something. That'll do it. Okay, we, uh, we're out of here. Um, but David Newmeyer, he's going to be here all year long. When you see him uh, at Mass, come up and say hello and introduce yourself and invite him out. Uh, he'll come to your house. He can't bless anything. You can't hear your confession. Well, I mean, I can. I just can't do anything about it. Yeah, it'll just be shooting shooting blanks. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. God bless.